0: Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm
1: Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so Yanko Ivanov, solutions architect at Enterprise Knowledge, right? hmm All right. I am going to finish pouring my coffee, and then I'm going to do it for real. Very excited today for our newest components podcast. Um, Today with me, I have Yanko Ivanov from Enterprise Knowledge. He's a solutions architect, and he's going to be talking to us about the intersection of ontologies and componentized content. Thanks for being here, Yanko.
0: Thank you for having me, Patrick. It's uh, pretty exciting to be part of this podcast. Well, I'm glad that you're excited because I'm excited too. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting topic for sure.
1: It is an interesting topic. And it's interesting because I have been thinking about ontologies for many, many, many years. And I don't think I've ever really gotten to the point where I could consider myself to be maybe even educated, but definitely not an expert on ontology. So I'm excited to hear your perspective on this and to get more background from you because in my experience um, ontological experts as they come in content are very few and far between so this is exciting for me
0: yeah this is a good point Um, ontologies have been around for well 20 plus years now Um, but the tools and they're getting more and more popular in the last few years only uh, because the tools are now available Uh, we have tools that allow us to store the data as well as structured and unstructured data, uh, which obviously implies content. Um, and then not only the storage part, but also leveraging the, the capabilities of a graph, uh, being able to extract it, being able to apply some of the more machine learning um, capabilities as well, inferencing and so on. So. Um, a little bit of background ar- around me, how, how I got to this point. Um, I got into knowledge graphs and, and graph technology ontologies uh, maybe about five years ago. Um, it was super exciting for me. And it was more mostly focused on, okay, what can we do with metadata, structured uh, data and content to do recommendation engines, for example, and so on. But lately, um, especially with the push um, around headless CMS, Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden i was like wait hold on so we have this ontologies that that are really describing different types of let's say let's say content whether it's structured unstructured or data and then we have headless cms which breaks up the content and you know, produces chunks that you can compose together what if what happens when we put these t- do these two things together and the 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 opportunities here it's it's very fascinating um being able to really break up the big chunks of content putting it uh, putting it together the way that your your user needs and wants is um it's it's fantastic uh just the opportunity of being able to do that and being able to deliver the content in multiple different ways and multiple different channels um it's it's very it's very interesting to me
1: um yeah i i could not agree with that more you know, before we like get into the you know the real nuts and bolts of this, uh, we yep. like to do like a Twitter version of what we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And normally, I think that that's for you know like if you've got anybody who's a little bit newer to this. But I think in this case, this might be for me. So why don't you do the the Twitter version of ontologies for us, and then also the Twitter version of knowledge graph. Um, so we can just form some yep. you know, some basic concepts. I'm going to hope that everybody who's listening to this knows what componentized content is. So we're yep. going to skip that Twitter version, and if you need that one, it's in our catalog somewhere. So, like, let's start with ontologies and knowledge graph.
0: All right, that's a good one. Um, Twitter version of ontologies. You're putting me on as spot here because it's it's not easy to put it in a Twitter version. But let's uh, let's see. Um, an ontology. Uh, it, think of it as a data model for for a specific domain. Um, it allows you to link uh, different entities together and describe how they're linked. So ultimately an ontology is describing entities, their properties, and how they relate to each other. And when I say entity, it could be a data element, it can be uh, a content item, an article, anything. Um, that's, that's the beauty behind ontologies.
1: So one of the, the famous ontologies is friend of a friend, right? is, that, yes. is, that, what that, is? is mm-hmm. that what that is right okay yeah. and so maybe using that one as an example um can you tell us like a little bit about what friend of a friend does i think it's just a really understandable um example yeah. for ontologies Um uh,
0: that's a, that's really a good example uh friend of a friend i believe it actually came out from facebook and facebook is obviously a good example of this uh, because a friend of a friend allows us to describe people So uh, the main entity in that ontology would be a person. And then there would be a relationship between different people. So an ontology allows us to describe, say, Patrick and uh, Mm Yanko are two entities in that ontology. And there is a relationship between these two entities describing the the relationship between these these two entities, um, what kind of relationship is. So it could be a friend, it could be a, a partner, it could be a business partner, it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a person in an ontology, an ontology allows us to describe what kind of properties we can assign to a person. So name, title, um, address, phone number, you know the, the basic uh, metadata that you can assign to any kind of object that's described in an ontology. And then what kind of relationships between different things you can have, that's also part of the ontology as well. The next step of an ontology, and, and this is obviously more than Twitter, but this is the exci- this is where the exciting part comes in. It, so far, we've we've described, relatively speaking, a relational data model. It's mm-hmm. you have an entity and relationships between them. Where graph and ontologies come in play is is really when you start talking about machine learning and, and inferencing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say. Yanko um, is connected to Patrick, Patrick is, is connected to uh, Rebecca, let's say, mm-hmm. then we can start assuming that there is, may be some sort of relationship between Yanko and Rebecca, mm-hmm. potentially. I mean, there's obviously much more than that, but this is the basic, uh, the basic kind of uh, idea behind inferencing. We can start inferring facts about the data or content in the ontology without the actual explicit relationships being there.
1: So you're talking about being able to run, you know, maybe basically probability models over the ontologies.
0: Yes, absolutely. Probability models, statistical analysis. Um, and this is where we can start looking into uh, even auto-tagging uh, recommendation engines, absolutely, um, that, that are taking the context of who you are, of where you are, what you're looking at, and then providing more uh, relevant recommendations.
1: Interesting. So let me see if I if I can get this right. Let's say we had um, the entities we talked about. So we have people. So we have you and I, um, and then we also have an entity called uh, podcast. Yeah. And uh, maybe a um, one of the entries for podcast. Am I using the, the correct terminology? There is a an, a is an instance of a yeah. entity an entry. Okay.
0: Yes. Absolutely. All right.
1: Great. So let's say we have an entry called components um, mm. and we'd have a relationship back to me that would be host. Is that right? Yes. And then back to you, it would be guest. Is, is that accurate?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, so so in this case, because we have a different type of entity, uh, this, this would be... In this specific case, we are going to be ex- expanding the the friend of a friend ontology mm-hmm. because now we're talking about different types of things, and this is the beauty of that as well because you can have multiple different ontologies that can mesh together mm-hmm. to describe different things uh, in the world, in the real world. So, like you said, podcast would be a different type of entity in the relationship host and guest, um, and there is a specific relationship, like exactly like you said. Uh, Patrick is the host of, of this podcast. Yanko is the guest of this podcast.
1: So then the way that somebody who is leveraging this for content technology might be able to use this is to say, oh, Janko is also a guest on this other podcast. If you've been listening to components, maybe you want to listen to this too. Exactly.
0: This is also a, a good example. We had done a, an example a while ago for a conference uh, where very similar if you have if you have in that ontology would be a person uh, a conference a talk let's say um in topics so if you had gone to these two talks on on componentized content topic and you had also gone to a talk about knowledge graphs maybe you're interested in the headless cms uh, ontology talk right because we can tell you can we can see the relationships between the talks that you've gone and, and their relationships to the topics mm-hmm. for these talks. And then we can start extracting more, or extrapolating rather, um, potentially your interests. So similar to what you said, yes, um, if I'm on a different uh, podcast that is talking about knowledge graphs, maybe my interests are knowledge graphs and headless CMS, componentized content.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So when we're thinking about this for component content, it seems like one of the things that we might be swapping out is the podcast element, right? So like if I've gone and accessed certain pieces of component content and you've accessed certain pieces of component content and there seems to be a relationship between us, potentially I would be interested in the components that you've accessed and vice versa. Is that kind of right?
0: Yes, this is uh, definitely one of the use cases that we can start talking about. Um, uh, and. Why, another piece of why I'm so excited about this integration of, of fontologies and content is there are so many different use cases we can apply. Um, it, it just opens the door for many, many different things. A, a recommendation engine based on what content we've seen um, mm. or or more of a customization engine where you, you pick the components of, of, of content that, that you think your customer will be interested in. For example, um, let's see. You are you are a um, you you have a paid subscription to some software, like software as a service, for example. Yep. And there are different tiers in that software. It could be free, uh, premium, enterprise, and so on. So, depending on what plan you have, we can start looking at the content that to deliver to you. What what content or what, what version of that content to deliver to you. Um, And more specifically, enterprise level software will have much richer, many more functionalities and much richer uh, functionality for you rather than the free version. So if that's the case, we know that you are already subscribed to the enterprise version. So we can deliver that type of content. And yes, while you can do it on a big document level, breaking it down to, to the components, it's much, much more customizable, it it allows you to customize the experience for your, for your customer, as well as, um, target information really to what they need rather than this big information give them the specific answer. Content rules, but it can be a lot. Sure. You've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.